everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am back. It's been too long, really. I am in the podcast studio with the one and only. It's Christy Shermack. Hello, everybody. Christy, it's good to have you back. Long-time listener, second-time caller, Emma. Great to be here. Thank you. I'm I'm glad you're here. I think we just need to jump in. I mean, there's really really no other way to do this. We're in Numbers 28. Everybody's favorite chapter in the Bible. Right. I mean, this is your phone wallpaper, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, Christy, Christy, set it up for us. Like, what's going on here? Absolutely. So as we've been traveling through the book of Numbers, we've gotten to learn a little bit about the old generation, their wanderings, what's happened in the desert, Moses' leadership. We just read about him transitioning his leadership to Joshua. And then now we're in chapter 28. And the next couple of chapters, including this one, talk about setting up the next generation in the promised land. And so in this chapter, one of the very first things that God kind of outlines for the people through Moses is what it looks like to um, lean on him, trust on, trust him through offerings. And so there's a rhythm of daily, weekly, monthly, and some annual offerings that show up in this chapter. Amazing. And as you read through Numbers 28, what observations stood out? What What did you notice? Yeah, I think the first thing is just that rhythm of daily, weekly, monthly, annual, that there was some intentionality to that. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like, here's a long list of things and try them when you get to them. Sure. Um, but just the significance of daily, what does it look like to op- offer up my day to the Lord? Weekly, what does it look like to carve out space? This refers specifically to the Sabbath. So how am I doing it? the version of Sabbath in 2023? It might not be offering up animals and grain and wine and oil, but it <laughs> probably looks like some kind of intentional rest and pause with the Lord. Monthly, what am I doing through spiritual disciplines to dedicate time to Him? And then annually, just different extended seasons. These two especially are multi-day, week-long versions of offerings that are uh, written in. And so annually, what does an extended time of offering and time with the Lord look like? Do you do that, an annual time? I do, actually. What does that look like? I do a couple. Um, I try to do a solo trip sometime in the spring, usually, just like rest, enjoy things. I like alone trips. Not everyone does, but um, that's very restful for me. And then at the end of every year, I do dedicate at least a couple of days to like annual, what do I want to get out of next year? What am I investing in? How did this year go? I have a gold journal that I walk through, and it's just like a prayerful time to consider how did I do and what could look different next year. I love it. That's awesome. That I've you know lately I've I've I got to make some tangible plans. You can hold me accountable. Okay. I've been thinking I haven't done a solo alone trip Mm. for like a couple Mm -hmm. of years now, Mm -hmm. and I'm like I think I got to bring that back. Yeah. It's it's a good rhythm. Yeah. 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 Um, Silence and solitude. There's something there. Yeah. It's. It's in the Bible. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? It does have a benefit. Yes. What else did you notice? Um, I think just the second would be the purposes of offerings. And so in this scripture especially, it talks about that daily one being a continual offering. They're called to offer up in the morning and in the afternoon so that there's a continual burnt offering happening every day. Mm. And so just thinking through that lens of um, the fact that this offering is meant to be a couple of things. One, it's a provision for our sins, and so it allows us to be in relationship with God. But then these rhythms demonstrated for the Israelites, what continual relationship looked like with him. And so extrapolating that for our context, just thinking through the lens of, okay, 
my spiritual disciplines, my offering of my time to the Lord doesn't necessarily, it's not what allows me to be in his presence. That was Christ alone. Mm-hmm. But there is something there to the continual relational side of it. It's a time to remind myself, hey, I'm dependent on him right now. And again, right now. And again, mm-hmm. right now. Not just once a week when I go to church or show up to serve somewhere or uh, making sure there's a continual rhythm in my life. Yeah, that's good, Christy. Uh, how... Give me some some tangible examples of that in your own life. How to make sure that offering shows up regularly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be really easy to just, like, show up to work. I've got a to-do list. I've got meetings on my calendar mm-hmm. and just execute and check things off which, the list. for those who don't know, what do you do? Yeah, so I work with Watermark Health, which is the medical outreach ministry of Watermark Community Church. We run a couple brick-and-mortar clinics, a mobile unit. We have a variety of service lines, and we serve the uninsured and the underinsured And we do excellent medical care, but more than that, we're getting a chance to engage in spiritual conversations Mm -hmm. with everybody that walks in our door, and we get to just see the Lord do some wild things through that. So fun. So how do those rhythms play out in that context for you serving with Watermark Health? Yeah, I've been doing this for eight years. Crazy. so even still today, every time I walk in a room, there's that little moment of like, okay, Lord, this is going to go nowhere. Unless you show up, unless you're a part of this, unless I listen to your spirit as I'm having this conversation, um, no matter how normal or normative, even, you know, more and more my days look more like meetings and decision making and stuff like that. If I'm going to go build a strategic plan without being like, okay, Lord, what do you want this to look like? Where would you have me focus some thoughts? Where some weaknesses we Mm -hmm. can focus on instead of me just tackling it in my own strength? Um, So, yeah, I think it's a very tangible prayer life where you're inviting God in throughout the day, not Mm. just, okay, I woke up this morning, had a quiet time and prayed, but, okay, I'm pulling my car into the office. That's like a mental location for Mm me of, okay, what does it look like to pray over the first couple of meetings? Or on my way home, okay, I hit this certain spot on my commute. What does it look like to pray over the things that happened today? So just having some of those rhythms woven in in the clinic setting, it's before I go in a patient room, before a hard meeting. So that'd be one mm-hmm. way to kind of weave in yeah, that that's so reminder. Mm-hmm. That's good. I know this summer our church is doing the Love Our City campaign. Mm-hmm. And coming up here pretty soon, the mm-hmm. clinic is going to be the, I don't know what you call it, like the spotlight area uh-huh, to serve. Uh-huh. Um, how, how can others get involved in the work y'all are doing? Love that question. Um, listen, we have a million different ways people can get involved with us. Uh, we do have a high need for more volunteers. We see dozens of people every day and are turning people away because we simply don't have enough nurses on site, providers on site, or even front desks. So you don't have to be mm-hmm. medical to serve. You could be administrative. We have pastoral care roles where you're purely walking in and out of rooms, sharing the gospel, engaging with people in spiritual conversations, counseling from scripture. So you don't just have to be medical. We certainly love our medical professionals and need them, but we also need faithful members that are confident with Scripture and can um, share that in patient rooms as well. And so um, June 4th will be highlighted, but a way people can learn more would be watermark.org slash health is going to have kind of all the open volunteer roles that we have and a little Mm -hmm. bit more information about the ministry. I love it. I got to serve with Uh y'all last year, Uh I guess, last summer. Yep. I think I served with you, Christy. Did you? I think so. Maybe we went, we did the pastoral care, uh-huh. like going to the rooms and yep. it was super neat to, yep. to get to meet people and hear their stories. Yes. And while the clinic staff, the trained professionals, which I am not, <laughs> got to serve the patients 
with their medical care. We just got to talk to them and tell them about Jesus, which was so fun. Reminded often how big God is in that setting where it's like, oh, I'm here because my knee hurt. And then it's like, it's not something why you're here. Yeah, that's nice. We can help you you with your knee. You think that's why you're here. And you'll have those cool phones. If they don't yeah. speak English. Other languages we can translate. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. It blew my yep. mind. Well, I think we're we're running out of time. So any other thoughts about today's chapter, about the rhythms in our lives, that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think maybe the closing thought would just be um, we live in a specific context in Dallas, Texas, in the United States, in a culture that is very prone and given to busyness and to-do lists and productivity and God just has different expectations for us. He doesn't say, how much of your to-do list did you tackle? He says, hey, were you faithful today? And so I've at least learned in my own life that I have to be proactive to swim upstream from that cultural current where I have to carve out things like we talked about of any annual trip away. Because mm-hmm. if I don't, I get two years into it and I'm just, you know, running around like a crazy it. lady. Yeah. And I forget that I need to slow down my rhythms. I need to prioritize different things than what culture would tell mm-hmm. me to prioritize. So as we read this text that has a context for Israel, I think there's a lot of application for us of just, hey, what are our daily, weekly, monthly, and annual rhythms with the Lord to remind us of what is most important and true while the world's screaming a very different priority list in our ear? Totally. So good, Christy. Thank you for being here, for preparing faithfully. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you to those listening who have left reviews. We are so grateful your reviews help others find the podcast. And as we get close to wrapping up the book of Numbers, be thinking about who you want to invite to read Joshua with you. It's a great book, a little bit more um, easy to digest compared to Numbers. It's going to be really fun. We're excited to get there. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.